Okay, very excited to be joined here by Anchorage Mayor Dave Bronson. How are you doing, Mayor? I am well, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. Glad you could make it. We um we just passed your first year, right? Yeah. A year since July first, twenty. July first, yes. So what's uh? It's been lot. You know, there's a lot of issues. Homelessness is a big one, and yeah, the port, the homeless, yeah, homelessness. Uh, uh, trying to get business to reinvest in the city and develop. You know, we've got some hotel projects that we've come online we're trying to entice business to come back we're trying to rebuild the city and get us growing again we've been shrinking since uh 2010 2012 it's time to uh start <coughs> excuse me it's time to start growing again so when, when you became when you became mayor you had you had run a long time ago for assembly but you had never been elected so you know it's been a year now what you know what was kind of your expectation compared to after now a year of doing it i mean what what's been What's been what you expected? What's been different than you expected? Uh, it's been a, about what we expected. It's uh, we knew we would have enemies, of course. Uh, this isn't, you know, we're in a little bit of clash of worldviews here. Um, we knew it would be long hours. Uh, it'd be tough work. Uh, so really, no, no surprises. I mean, I can't say that it's easy, uh, but I'll be honest with you, it's, it's. You know, I think of the young 18 or 20-year-old sitting in a foxhole or used to be up in the mountains of Afghanistan. That's tough. Yeah. This uh, is really, really easy compared to that. The, the the I think the big thing that's noticeable by the folks who watch the meetings or go to the meetings is it's been pretty contentious with the assembly, and they've vetoed some of your stuff, and you've um, you vetoed some stuff, and they've yes. overridden it because they have this kind of majority. Now they have the 12th member, yeah. who's kind of Daniel Voland, who's kind of, I'd say, with the progressive Block. Oh yeah, he's he's quite left. Yeah, we know. We, no surprise. That's fine. So, what what has it been like? Kind of, you know, you kind of sometimes you know what's going to happen when you veto yeah. something. Is it is it has it been difficult, or are you trying to work? I mean, it's I know it's it's kind of politics, but well, um, remember, there's things that we we do agree on. You know, when it comes to uh, uh, building and financing part of the city or whatever, you know, snow plowing, normal maintenance. Um, there's no discussion. It just passes, and and they pass things that that we propose, you know, ordinances that we propose. Uh, but on the ideological stuff, um, uh, we're we're opposite. I'm uh, I'm a, a center right guy. I try to govern from the center right because I think that's the best place to park the political needle. Um, and these are strident leftists, you know. Um, it's it's a clash of worldviews and it's fine it doesn't make them bad people uh at all it's just that we're 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 completely different and we're fighting for what we believe is right um the difference is i know i'm right (laughs) (laughs) do you do you think now one of the things i liked when you ran is i was very openly against the mask stuff and and it got you know Mm -hmm. before with berkowitz and the assembly got you know to be pretty i'd say outrageous you were that was one of your kind of campaign points was the, the shutdowns and, and the masking and that. Um, and since this ruling from Florida and the airplanes, it seems like we've pretty much gone away from it. But now there's some, you know, right. some talk, some of oh, this new variant we always hear about. There's all, think- we, we have to understand, and it's got to be quite clear, the uh, COVID is always going to be with us just like the common flu is. And remember, the, the biggest killer in the history of mankind is the flu, influenza. Um, 
but we live with it. Um, we had a, I think it was 2019, we had a particularly bad year here in Anchorage in the school system of flus, and we got through it. Uh, we'll get through this. And the I think the most recent variant is D3, I think. I, I can't remember. I've had COVID diagnosed twice. Uh, first time, well, neither time was it particularly bad. I've had flus that were much worse. Uh, but I do have long-term COVID, so I, I, I'm actually struggling, I think, 20 months now this month with that yeah Yeah. so um i got a perpetual cough and so it's not a it's not a nothing it's it it was serious um but we get through it and uh, we're gonna we're gonna just fight right through it but to your question directly um as 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 a political leader as a mayor i don't want the authority to tell you to wear a mask Um, mask efficacy is uh in its ability to now if if you have an n95 being worn by a, a PPE trained healthcare professional, yeah, I think it probably works. That's what I've said. I've said, but it's hanging in your car mirror, or rolled up in your wallet, or excuse me, in your purse. No, it's actually probably contributes to the spread of the virus because you're touching it all the time. And and plenty of studies on these these cloth masks. I mean, they're 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 very ineffective. And you're right. If if everybody wore an N95 all day, but that'd probably be that'd probably be fine. And we'd probably all be. I mean, they're very annoying. And I'm just I'm so happy that well, and then there's but with every yin, there's a yang, and and you wear the mask, and there's health effects, ill effects by wearing masks as well, because you're rebreathing your own exhaust, for lack of a better phrase. I just saw this study, um, this article I read about these young kids who were basically you know out of school and then masked for two years. You Mm -hmm. know, third, second, third, fourth graders. Even younger than that, first, yep. second graders, and Learning their ability to like speak, and they see mouths move, and they see words, and yep. they, and you know, it's like who knows what's going to be the effect of this down, you know, 10, 20 years That's down exactly the road. Exactly right, and and as a political, I don't want that authority. I don't think I have that authority. The other notion of of, of compelling um, vaccines, I I really don't want to go near that. And now we're f- finding out that the injury rate for the vaccine is is. The research is coming out and more and more every day. It's that's serious. And I don't want to be responsible for compelling someone that is threatening them with their job. If they don't get a, uh, an experimental vaccine, then to come back uh, a year or two or 10 years later and they have healthcare effects. You want to take a vaccine? I'll fight. For you. And I've provided vaccines to be mm-hmm. honest with you. That may anger some on the right, but through my health de- department, I provided vaccines and it's a matter of free will. And if you want it, we will help you if you don't want to take it. I'm not going to compel you. Same way, same way with the mask. I'm, I'm, a, I am conservative, but I've got a pretty big libertarian streak, and I, I just don't want that kind of authority. Um, I want to talk about the, the the homelessness. I mean, this is, and I think you know you've been criticized, and I've what I've said is I've been here since '04. This has been a problem. It's been growing. I'd say in the last decade. But no one seems, mm-hmm. you know, it's always been a challenge. For right. Sullivan was a challenge. Berkowitz was baggage was a challenge. Um, and you know, now we're, it seems to me like it's at least visibly worse, but you know, right. you have an idea. The assembly has an idea. There was this working facilitator. Facilitated work group. Yes. Uh, I think it was Admiral Barrett. Um, he was not, the, yeah, he was the host or the facilitator of the process. And, and you closed down Sullivan, which frankly, I, some people have complained. I mean, I stayed in Sullivan. I think we talked about that. I mean, it was a pretty yeah. miserable place to be. It was it wasn't, wrong, it wasn't a good wrong place. facility. And remember, that wasn't a homeless camp. That was a FEMA response facility. And, 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 and on July 1st this month, the funding for that stopped. Our ability to hmm. uh, capture re- reimbursement for that 
stopped. And, and, and we were at a point, at one point, the city was paying $6.5 million a month for aggregate, non, non-aggregate uh, facilities. And we, the taxpayer can't absorb that kind of stuff. So we were compelled to close it down. We closed it down. One of the options for the people that were there is, uh, was to tent. And so I opened up a campground. And it's still a campground. People say it's a homeless response. No, I just, we went in, we talked to the people there, and they says, well, I, it's summertime. I want to camp instead. So we allowed people to give them tents. Uh, we allowed them to set up temp, tents. And, um, and, and also in as in his a response to Davis Park, which I walked. and um, which, which I've been, I was at there last year. We did our, our video, and it's pretty close yeah. to Centennial. But, um that was a huge, I mean, there was, when I was there, there was probably 70 or 80 people total. Right. And then there's all the other, and I've actually, this has been done in other cities and, and other places um, where they've basically provided, and there's been, there's debate on this, but they provide a very big area to camp. And they mm-hmm. say, if you're going to camp, you got to go here because, you know, I was just telling you a couple of days ago, I saw you, my neighbor, who's uh, one of my neighbors, who's a pretty progressive person as a kid, they were out on the trail and just, mm-hmm. you know, six year old. And, and this is near Campbell Creek. And, um, Greenbelt and this guy, the kid went over a little bit off trail and this person saw something. It was a person sleeping, camping, woke mm-hmm. up, scared the kid. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. You, I mean, whether it's in town or on the trails, um, it, it just, there needs to be some kind of fix. Here. Yeah. The, in, in, I think everyone understands what's going on. This is a uh, part of the, um, epidemic of drug and alcohol abuse and, uh, and psychiatric problems. 80 to 90% of these people have psychiatric drug and alcohol problems. And that's why they need facilities to treat them in. But at the end of the day, they still get to express and live by their own free will. I can't compel, I can't throw them in jail. Uh, not that I would want to, I can't force them to, um, to get therapy if they don't want to. And, and, uh, so I have to, manage as best I can for the city, this population of people who are challenged uh, by and large. And um, I think we need to recognize that. We need, also need to recognize that we can't cure them. We give them an opportunity for treatment. Some of them get so low in life that they will accept the treatment. That's a good thing. And um, uh, I'm, I find myself as a pretty compassionate person. I, I, I see a lot of hate on both the left and the right for these people. I've got very leftist uh, uh, politicians who are saying, throw them in a camp out on Fire Island or get a cruise ship and park them in Cook Inlet and just ignore No, these are human beings. They're our neighbors. Um, they're our family members. I was out at the park. I, I go to Cent- Centennial Park. Uh, about usually twice a day. I was there after the assembly last night. I left the assembly a bit early and had to get over Centennial and looked. And, and there's people come in. And we've got a big uh, whiteboard there, and we're tracking names. Yeah, I was over there last week. Yeah. Stopped by. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a couple nights ago, I spent the night there. I thought you were supposed to was, You, know, you mix and up I and my senior staff were supposed to spend a night, a so we just did it. Alexis, you, your chief of staff. But I, I am going to do it. I do want to do it. I would, yeah, I well, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and do it with you again. Um, and it's a good experience. Um I have, from the people in the camp, <coughs> excuse me, this is that long-term COVID cough, uh, the people in the camp, they, they approach me routinely 
and say, we really appreciate that this is, because you go there, we've cut the trees up to about six feet, so you can stand in any given spot, and you can sometimes see almost 200 yards. And we, we, we have rules, you will pick up your garbage, you will not, we don't allow shopping carts. Uh, we, we, we don't allow them to build up junk. Once their junk gets to a certain level, we provide them with the black and yellow uh, boxes. Once they've filled up two or three of those, he says, that's enough on your site. Now we're going to take this stuff and store it in, um, in a Connex. We, we just had a 40-foot uh, Connex drop, Parks and Recs did. And because we're not going to sit there and make the same mistake that happened mm-hmm. when I walked Davis Park, when you walked it and you, and you, you, did, you did your video, uh, these people are collecting all kinds of stuff, and we know what this stuff is. They have lawnmowers. They have several bicycles. Uh, it's stolen material. Propane uh, tanks are a big one, too. Oh, right? my goodness, propane Hundreds tanks. Gener- generators. And um, uh, I was walking Chester Creek, and this guy had a better 2,000-watt generator than I've got, you know. And um, we know that it's stolen. And we're just not – we can't go out and enforce the law uh, in – Police, the police do that, but in parks and recs. But at least we can say you may steal something, but you're not going to get to use it. Well, the, and we've when our first video we did three years ago. I mean, the, the issue is, and they've, the police have said this: unless there's a serial number and it's reported stolen, you know, you can't yeah. just assume. I and mean, we all know it's stolen. We all generators and yeah. propane tanks and. I mean, there was one by my house in Campbell Creek. There was a chop shop with hundreds of tires and, yep. and frames, and yep. you know, where'd you guys get these? Oh, we found them. We found them, and that we found people throw them away. It's like bullshit. I've maybe found one bicycle in in, in my (laughs) 64 years on this earth and these, these people, and then we, we will abate them uh, as individuals or as camps. And then they'll set up a week later, a few days later, another camp. And all of a sudden a whole new set of bicycles and lawnmowers Mm -hmm. show up. So we know what's going on. We're not, we're not ignorant. So what do you, I mean, you know, there was Berkowitz in the assembly before they had the buildings and and the golden line, they had this idea, then you had a different navigation center. And then there's been a bit tension between you and the assembly on, on this and now it seems like there's been some kind of agreement or approval on this navigation center but it's right. july and you know it's you know in a few months it'll be getting cold what, I mean, what do you think is gonna you know, how do you for, foresee what's gonna happen here in the next you know six months well in in uh, we we now we're looking at at cold weather and when it gets cold we we've got to take care of these people again that is provide them a space um and uh so we, yeah, I'm a bit frustrated, I guess. Uh, I, I could have had this nav center stood up, and I've been stopped in that. Um, we started off with 65,000 square feet, and it would have held easily 1,000 people. Last October, I had an assemblyman sit in my office and says, Mr. Mayor, if you can get that, that facility down to 450 people, I'll vote for it, and I'll get the rest of the assembly to follow along with me. And here we are, what, eight or nine months later, and... Uh, no nabs, no no nab facility, and the one that's coming is limited to 150. Mm, yeah, uh, which, is, 50, which is 50 percent surge. And it's down to 26, or excuse me, 27,000 square feet. So um, it just never ends, you know. But it's it's uh, it's my job. I'll, I'll just keep pressing ahead, and when I'm stopped at one place, I'll go to an, another path. <clears throat> and but remember too, in in. That's maybe the negative side of this. The positive side is that we we've done some good things in 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 association with the you know say the Rasmussen Foundation, Anchorage Coalition, and Housing. We've stood up some facilities that give a, a good space to live for people who really really need it. You know, um, 
we got the sockeye, we got the guest house, the aviator. Uh, those kind of facilities, if they're if they're used right and and they're managed correctly, they serve a really good purpose, and they actually, to the degree you can, they solve the homeless problem because we get like workforce housing. That's a really good thing, and um, and uh, some people need that. They they have a job. They've got a car. They've got insurance. They got they just can't afford. Well, and, and that's why the Sullivan rent. wasn't working for those folks. And and you know what what I've it's I think we all know it's hard to find housing here. I mean, I'm very lucky. I bought a condo ten years ago. I got a pretty good deal. And I have good friends that are looking to buy. You know, there's a post on Craigslist a few month ago. This n- traveling nurse was moving here and said, I have. 2500 bucks a month for rent. Where, where can I go? You know, there's no nothing available. So right. the housing, I just noticed they're building a, a friggin' car wash over by the sea, sea galley. I mean, to me, it's like that. that's a great spot for two big, you know, condo buildings or apartment buildings. Well, and two, that's one of the things we did early on. And in fact, I campaigned on it for more than a year. We need to make significant, more significant changes to Title 21 yeah. uh, because the builders, not, not just the homeowners and the business people, the builders of these living spaces have moved to the valley because it's 30 to 40 percent cheaper to build the exact same um uh structure out there because we've got some title 21 and 23 problems that are uh that um really restrain how or constrain i should say uh how we use our property and build our buildings i know several people have moved out to palmer wasilla um i know you got to leave it a few minutes um last thing i want to ask is last night the assembly finally they've been for months talking about this which I was, you know, against, I think it's bizarre, but this kind of removed the mayor ordinance, yeah. which it, it passed and it was kind of contentious. Yeah. Um, and that now some of them say it's not about you, which I think is, <laughs> is total well, it's nonsense. 50 years in nearly 50 years of, of the municipality's existence since, since we've, it, this is the first time right now. And we've never had a more contentious, this is far worse than trainee and Tom Fink in the old days. Uh, that was contentious. That is nothing compared uh, to what we're going through right now, and they're going to, they're going to do everything they can to remove remove me from office. You think they're? We, do you think they're, do, you, do you think they're going to actually try to do it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> of course they are. Right, right. Like sooner than later. It's uh, the timing of it. Uh, they're going to try to build a legal case. Um, you know, they've spent. I think it's uh, on lawyers right now fighting me for Bill Falsey and a couple other former uh, municipal attorneys that they've hired. Bill Falsey, former muni Ooh. attorney. And, and one of your opponents, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, the, I think the bill is up to, I think $150,000. Just that's extra mm-hmm. money. And you got to remember this, this assembly is, is really ramped up their, they, their growth in government within their own staff. They're a, They've grown since 2012, I think, 122% uh, on their number of employees. They've increased because they're trying to manage the city. That's not their job. It's the mayor's job through the municipal manager to manage the city. They're way out of their lane. They're way out of their lane. And that's the genesis because they've had six years under Berkowitz where he allowed them to have undue influence on the management, the management of of the city certainly they have strategic input and we want that to have the legislative the legislative body have influence on the strategic direction of the city i get that but they're right down they're telling my directors and and deputy directors what to do what meetings to be at uh and and when that came in we kind of put up with it for a while then all of a sudden I, i go where's this director i need to talk to him well he's 
he's in a meeting with the assembly. And I go, well, yeah, but I need him. He works for me, not the assembly. And so finally, Amy and I just came to the conclusion, we're done. It it does seem to be um, almost an obsessive. And I know a lot of these people, and, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people all the time, whether it's Judy Eldridge or whoever. Eldridge, yeah. uh, It's just kind of this this really rabid obsession with you. And, you know, I I know it's politics, but... Mm -hmm. And these, you know, these meetings, you're, you're at every one of them and they're just, they're always, it's like off the rail. They're off like last night. Yeah. I, I, but they're fighting for something that they believed, they believe in. And it's a very extreme leftist worldview uh, of government and government's place in our society. I have a a conservative or libertarian uh, look at what government, less government is better to a certain point. Um, Intrusiveness, uh, government intrusiveness into the individual's uh, life um, that, that needs needs to be absolutely as small a footprint as possible. That's what I believe. That's how I'm going to govern. Um, I'll prevail, um, it, but it's going to be a big fight. But I have to acknowledge that the, the, they could very well be successful in removing me from office. Well, I think I speak for at least most people. I think that's a not a good thing. So yeah, I'll, I'll and, and I, it's 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 so extreme that the. The editorial board at the ADN said it was a bad idea and condemned them for it. Yeah, no, I, I read that. Mark Baggage is against it. Craig Campbell's against it. So we've got two, you know, Dick Traney is against it. He showed up last night, drove in from the Valley to testify last night against what they were trying to do. Well, it's, it's and like, I asked that he could speak, and they, they, turned, they turned Dick Traney down. I mean, it's just, unfortunately, nationally, it's become this politics is a win-at-all-cost game, and I think that that is a very dangerous and poisonous yes, it concept. Is. And, um, you know... I'm fighting to protect the charter. That is the the constitutional authority of the mayor and the mayor's administration. Uh, that's my job. I took an oath to do that. And they're, they're grabbing power that was in, never intended for them. And they've been doing it. They've been allowed to do that under the previous two administrations. And I put an end to that because you don't run anything, any military person, any business person. You don't run large organizations by committee. You run them through an executive staff. If you don't like it, you get rid of the executive and the executive staff. Ironically, that's what they're doing by stepping out of their lane. If the people don't like me, they can recall me. If the people don't like me, they can reelect me. There's another election in 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 three years, less than three years. Two, two, two years. Yeah, two years, eight months or something. Um, just get rid of me if you don't like it. But don't don't put the city through this kind of turmoil because you don't like me right now. And, uh, and, and, and if it's bad enough, the people will recall me. Um, uh, I wasn't for the recalls. Uh, I did, I didn't like them, but, uh, me, I, I was against the Dunleavy. There's all, all of them. I think why well, I meant the, the, the municipal ones, but it is what it is. People really wanted to do that. And again, that's the citizens right and responsibility to do a recall. Recall me if you don't like what I'm doing. Go out and get the seven or 8,000 signatures. Start the process and recall me. But um, the Assembly shouldn't be doing that. Well, I think it'll be um, definitely an interesting upcoming next, you know, six months. So we'll yeah. be, I'll see you at the meetings. And we have, yep. I know you got to run. you got to. Yeah, I do. I've got a meeting downtown let's, in let's eight to, minutes. Let's try to get you on the podcast again in the future. Okay, okay. Mayor? Sounds good. Thanks a lot Thanks, for coming Jeff. Really right. appreciate Thanks it. Thanks, Mayor Brunson. Yes, sir. And folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline. Green.